0: Alright, alright, y'all Welcome, 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 welcome <laughs> what up, what up, Welcome back to the Let's You Body Podcast One-on-one interview, part two With Jay McCullough, most definitely <clears throat> So, welcome back, welcome back What's been going on, man? Tell me what's been going on in your life uh, Recently, since this COVID
1: Man, what's going on right this second is I'm thinking I need to get that little clap button so when people say something stupid in public I can. <laughs> I like that. But, uh, uh, man, I just been turning sour lemons into lemonade during this time of uncertainty, um, trying to make a way out of nothing. Oh,
0: man, I know it's been I know it's been hectic. Uh, the numbers keep going up. The COVID numbers are definitely going up. Um, I know it's putting a limit on a lot of things that's going on in the. Uh, in the communities and also around you know for you to make business moves and different endeavors but uh, since the last time and introduce me to your new uh, business ventures man what's going on Uh,
1: so we recently launched a new project an athlete influencer firm uh, named life after media check Mm -hmm. us out on all social medias YouTube Instagram snapchat Twitter at life after media Um, but basically the idea is to monetize our platforms face and space Um, I'm currently wearing the sponsors you see them all around uh, instead of all of us competing for these opportunities, these sponsors, these viewerships, we should share the viewership and share the sponsors. It would create a, a community that is tricking algorithms into thinking that we are highly recommended and highly sought after content and that way we're able to go viral fast and we're able to produce better content and, and be able to make our brand what we want it to be. Absolutely. To control our narrative
0: absolutely absolutely um yeah um right now the algorithms i think uh youtube is basing uh and other platforms are basing on it the more new uh content that you have the more that they'll push your uh your content forward Mm -hmm. um now uh as far as you know like i said post-covid you got some new business uh ventures going um what has business been like for you since this covid Man, business has been booming. Everybody's at home with nothing to do. And I have the perfect
1: opportunities for entertainment. I have a concierge company that gives you BYOB late night paintball if you want something to do. Um, They're also available for New Year's Eve if you need something to do tonight. I still have openings for that. Um, Mansions, because people want to go party, they can't go out to the club. So they'd rather throw a party with their friends at a house that could fit everybody. So I rent out the mansions, condos. Same thing with the yachts.
0: people have disposable money because they don't have anything to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, now uh, getting into uh, your new business venture, uh, life after, you know what I'm saying? Definitely. Uh, definitely making a wave and making a storm uh, here in the future. Uh, what is the next level uh, for life after? Like, what are, Like what is the next steps to progress that forward? Man, I'm,
1: I want the YouTube channel to have as many participants as we can have, the Instagram to have as many as participants as possible and have millions and millions of followers uh, to create a network where we're able to control our narrative and share our viewership. So like with that being said, millions of followers come in from each different page and watch us together as
0: we do the same things we'd be doing individually, competing against each other nice 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 now it's funny that um that you said you know with the life after um, I've ran into a couple of friends that have actually uh, went to college and they didn't get that uh, that push uh, and I think they're great athletes one uh, a good friend of mine uh, his actually his name is uh, Jay as well mm-hmm. and um, I've seen some of his highlights and then what I seen with life after has to offer I was thinking you know what I'm saying there may be a connection for those athletes that never had got that particular push Or you know what I'm saying that could actually use this as a media platform to hey you know if it even if it's Custer's last stand to be able to showcase their talents showcase their personalities and stuff like that you know for those individuals that you know just didn't get that shot
1: yeah so that's the point of it is the the life after that's how I chose the name was just basically where do you go now Um, everybody on this page is gonna have to make a transition at some point whether it's college to real life college to the NFL high school to college Um, Everyone who plays the sport has to make that change. So this page was giving people the ability and the access to be able to make that change smoothly.
0: Okay, okay. In um, the coming of age now, who are your influences now that you uh, started this business venture?
1: Uh, man, I really try not to change. I learn from readings and uh, the people that really influence me, mans Musa, um, LeBron James, you know, the usual people that I've had in my corner since, well, not in my corner, but I've had that i've been looking up to my entire life have really not wavered
0: okay okay so i know you're in a busy rut you know what i'm saying you're definitely you know on the go uh, what is your what is your i know you had you know on the field you definitely had you know definitely a playlist of different music so what is your playlist now as far as business
1: man i just did my uh the little apple replay thing mm-hmm. it was like hundred and sixty hours, NBA YoungBoy. The next one was like thirty eight. King <laughs> it on. It's not even close.
0: Oh man, most deaf, most deaf. Um, and let me ask you this: so, so, what is your go to song, your go to power song when you're hitting adversity or anything like that?
1: Drug addiction, YoungBoy on the top album.
0: Okay, okay, okay. Um,
1: either that or three AM. I just like how both of them start. YoungBoy talking about taking it back to where it all started. It just Reminds me of the young Jeff, energized, hungry, just driven, not beaten down by the world's uncertainties and un uh, and unfairness. It was a, a young, uh, naive, happy Jeff. So when I think about taking it back to where it all started, that's what I think about. It.
0: See, me, I'm I'm more of an older cat, so you know I'm kind of into the new wave. Uh, the music that I used to like back in the early '90s is starting to come back, like Roselda. Um, you know West side gun shout out to them uh, my other friend uh, you know Conway uh, he's a he's, he's awesome uh, Benny the butcher he's he's made it a long way because uh, he's been around and I've been listening to him since his uh, cocaine cowboys uh, mixtape and then actually got me motivated uh, recently um, um, Lou Al sender um, he's actually out of Dallas uh, great artist you know he's making his influence here uh, especially in the great state of Texas Uh um, but uh, when it comes to like the old school, you know, definitely, you know, of course, Big, of course, Pop. Uh, you know, a lot of underground artists, uh, some of them, rest in peace, they passed away. Uh, Stack Bundles uh, was one of them. Uh, Max B, he's currently locked up and incarcerated, one of my bi- uh, major influences. Uh, Dipset would definitely always be on my playlist. Okay. Um, the Locks, they have to be on my playlist. So even the, and, and shout out to one of my most prolific artists that actually influenced me as a kid growing up, that's Scarface. Yeah, Most dead. I
1: can't believe I left out one of my favorites, Hove. Uh, just his knowledge about money is one of the things that started me at a young mindset, jump set me on the money. When he was in Otis talking about paintings that were $2 million, that were now had uh, gained interest from capital gains and they were worth $5 million, $10 million, that he missed out on. And I heard that at like age 10. And I was like, what, what's, what's that? What's he talking about? Like, I ain't never heard that one. I've heard cars, Clearport. I've heard all that. I ain't never heard about no paintings that's different. So I went and, went and looked at it and saw which ones he was talking about and I was like, oh, there are other things out here. And then from then I just really started diving into what he was saying, not how he was saying it though.
0: You know, um, with him being, you know, him being a staple in the game, he actually introduced a lot of things that, you know, the average kid wouldn't wouldn't uh, even know like the Rob Report of different, different, you know what I'm saying, valuable items uh, that, that you would have never known was so valuable. And I think, uh, one of the things is even in rapping, I see you applying the same way is you're applying a, a business mindset to uh, a sport that is also entertainment that has to do with business. Mm-hmm. I see with live uh, media, definitely, in you know, a life after doing that same thing, uh, approaching the business standpoint, that way you can get the best opportunity, the best look, and also the best uh, opportunities for that you can actually, you know what I'm saying, make money. You know what I'm saying? And that I think that's important. And, and what do you think about... Uh, the college athlete, you know, there's a there's a consistent debate about, you know what I'm saying, whether athletes in college should be paid, and, you know, they always throw in that narrative of the, the college, you're getting a college degree. What is your, what is your opinion on that? Uh, I think you should definitely get paid. It's
1: a job, man. Like, people try to negate the fact that we have so many hours on top of school. People go to school from 12 in the afternoon to 2 in the afternoon, and are done. I've been up for eight hours before you even think about starting to study before your first class. And then I still have another eight hours left in my day to go to practice, that requires some money. Uh, the amount of time we put in is astronomical. People with regular jobs that work overtime and stay at night don't even scratch the surface of how much we put in.
0: I think I think uh, uh, a coworker of mine. Uh, shout out to Patrick Clark. Uh, He definitely, uh, I've asked him the same questions because, you know, he definitely played uh, high school football and went into college. And even from his angle of even post football, he believes that the college athletes should be compensated because of what, like you said, the time and everything. And then everybody, everybody's family doesn't have the same position to put their children in the best end and it's strictly may be on sports. Mm-hmm. And I think that that right there plays an intricate part on a kid just having an opportunity. And he also said that he like, he totally agrees. You know what I'm saying? He definitely agrees that you know you should be compensated because at the same time, your time, your energy, your focus is everywhere. And even when you're a college athlete, you really, the studying time for you to just be able to fulfill that that, uh, that scholarship for you to obtain that degree, that takes away from that time. So I think a lot of times that uh, you have to being near ma- micromanage your time, you know, definitely dealing with, you know, uh, sports, uh, academics, and then you also have uh, the, the part Microwave. of media. You got, I mean, you got, you got so much stuff going on and I don't understand why it's so hard for the NCAA to be making billions of dollars year after year and it's not even guaranteed a spot for that particular child to go to the nfl or even the nba for that matter and then don't want to compensate them
1: so let's let's step back from what you just said they they expect all that and they don't give you anything in the end but what they what y'all don't see is on top of that is what job do you have where you wake up at four in the morning? And you go from 4 in the morning until your first break where you actually get to sit down and breathe and take a sip of water is until 1 o'clock at lunch. And then you start all over again. You go from 2 o'clock until 10 o'clock. And then you start all over again. That's the, I'm not talking about like you're just working. Oh, you get to check. No, you don't get to check your phone. You don't get to breathe. You don't get to drink. You're told when to eat. You're told when to drink. You're told when to be in the room. You're told when to be dressed. You're told what to be dressed in. You're told when to sleep. You don't get a say in anything. It goes, wake up, drink water, go to your workout, go to your media, go to class, come back to study hall. They'll bring you your lunch because you don't have time. Go to your meeting, watch film, get dressed, go to the training room, fix your body before practice, go to practice, come back, watch film, do your study hall hours. Now you're looking at 11 o'clock. Well, I'm still 19. I got a girlfriend. I still, you know, you still want to do college things. You still want to hang out with your friends. You still want to be up late at night. You got to be up before again, though. So it's either sacrifice to sleep and sleep in the locker room, or you go home and go to sleep, and you don't have a life and you're miserable.
0: And see, and and I and I and, I, and it hits and it hits home, but uh, because you know, like I say, you know, I'm definitely you know pro pro athlete uh, with, with and, and I and I look at it and I and I don't like to use this and play a, a certain level of uh, of, of race what there is because the minorities are the actual ones that are putting in the work in order to generate that income mm-hmm. so I would I would believe that they do deserve a piece of those profits so like I say at the end of the day I'm pro athlete
1: I don't know another job or career path in the world that will require you to work 18 hours a day and will tell you yeah we're not paying you
0: <laughs> now for the young for the young ones coming up, up under you and you know with this business venture um, how do they get in contact with you uh, Instagram, jmcculloch17.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. That's Twitter. Instagram is jmcculloch23, and then Twitter is jmcculloch17. And you can also email uh, your, your your resume to lifeaftermedia at gmail.com. Cool, cool, cool. We are cool. actually starting on the first, taking uh, applications and resumes for interns. Okay. So if you want to go ahead and get those submitted in, anyone who has... Any type of interest in social media and athlete, influencer, market, uh, any of these types of things, production. Um, go ahead, see if you're a good fit for the team. We'll get you through the interview process and see if you work. Cool, cool, cool.
0: Now, um, what would you tell you know, young athletes now? Uh, to, would you say to uh, approach it with more of a business mind now, more than ever? Um, um,
1: yes and no. When you do so in college, you do end up taking away some of your focus off of your craft. So I would say do as much as you can while you can, if that makes sense. Uh, don't kill yourself trying to go overboard. It, you have to manage it. Because this football career is not easy. It's not light. I wouldn't suggest anyone going freshman year and try this. Just don't. It's not worth it. You'll end up back at home. Uh, I did. I tried it and I ended up with me. I I was almost valedictorian out of high school graduated number four 1500 SAT and my GPA freshman year was like a one five. So don't do it. bro. Don't do it. Focus on what you need to focus on at the time make your proper adjustments to the collegiate field and then go from there.
0: Nice, nice. Now. Um, outside of football, you know what I'm saying, what does Jay McCullough do? And we, we're talking about away from the business, mm-hmm. uh, away from football, away from all of that. Just you, just enjoying yourself as an individual, just as Jay. Shoot. <laughs>
1: Gave
0: it the sale camera, but I be chilling. <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up, but we gonna keep it at that. We gonna keep it at that. Um, but now, um, now here's, now this is a, uh, a question that definitely hits home. Um, uh, you got a legacy going. You definitely have a legacy going through your parents, and now it's trans it's transcended to you. Um, I always throw this out here um, on my podcast about black wealth being uh, at zero percent, and you know black America making up about about a half a percent of the nation's wealth. Uh, I think what you're doing is definitely going to turn the tide and create a lot of business. Opportunities not just for yourself, but I think for others who come up under your umbrella. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you say now that, you know, with the switch of the new president that we have, is you think that things are definitely going to look up in the uh, uh, future four years to come? Uh, I don't know too many people know this, but I don't really agree with Republican or Democrat.
1: I just wish there was a middle ground where people had since. Um, I think that the, the Republicans are... Very bottom line driven about their own bottom line, though. They could care less about the country. So that's where the the disconnection comes between Republican and Democrat. Uh, Democrats are crybabies. They want everything handed to them. Uh, just from the broad spectrum stroke of the two parties and their representations. Um, I, however, do not think that the Trump administration did anything right in handling Corona. So, I know I have a lot of Republican friends out there who disagree with me because they're diehard red, uh, but Trump botched it, man, and he's still continuing to botch it in his final days. We are on wave two, a different virus. There's been no stimulus. We are at a quarter of the rest of the world and what they've been receiving in order just to survive. Um, And I just don't think that he has done a great job of being a leader throughout this time. He has created chaos. Uh, He has not created a sense of, of nation and a sense of unity amongst us he has divided the the, the United States of America um, it just has not been a cohesive presidential uh, to the T touch of how it's supposed to be when you're in office he has been very unorthodox and it has cost a lot of people a lot of lives and money and I just I don't agree with a lot of things that he has going on that's deep
0: It's deep um I see. You know, like I said, we're going definitely into the new year. Um, wh- what is your expectations? Uh, like I said, you know, tomorrow's going to be a brand new day, brand new year. Uh, what is what? Is, what are you going to do to hit the ground running uh, for the future?
1: Oh, man, I just take it day by day. One uh, and is something I was taught in college. So, uh, literally, like I, we talked about it last time. One and mm-hmm. is real, man. So I just focus on tasks at hand. Right now, we have these interviews later I have workout, workout, then I have to train my brother then I have to go to the studio then I have to go pick up some money for a car rental. but right now we're here that was one of the biggest things I was taught in college was compartmentalizing uh, what you need to so get the job done when it needs to be done my coach taught me it's either a win or a loss it's either one in this column or one in this column there is no in-between, no tie in life you either got it done or didn't and nobody cares you either did or you didn't
0: now to end this out definitely you know what I'm saying uh, my question uh, or actually two questions uh, what book are you reading right now? Uh, what book am I reading right now?
1: What is the name of that book? I have it on my nice and I cannot think of the name. White cover, uh, Leaders Eat Last. That's the name of
0: it. Leaders Eat Last. Mm-hmm. And can I throw a book out there to you? Yeah. Uh, uh, Dr. Claude Anderson, uh, where he deals with uh, power economics. Okay um, And it actually uh, It's actually touched my spirit And touched my, my soul To you know Look at things From a different perspective Not just from a business standpoint But from a business cultural standpoint mm-hmm. And if you ever get a chance uh, Check out Dr. Amos Wilson He has a slew of books He has a slew of books man And it deals with The defi- the, the definite behavior Of who you're dealing with uh, How you're dealing with them From the aspects of Us to grow economically And also for us To gather resources In our culture As much as possible mm-hmm. So, yeah, most definitely, man. I need that one. Okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. You know I'm all about the Black Bank. As you see, as you see, most definitely, we out here in the building. We definitely repping. You know, we definitely repping, and we definitely want you to uh, be on the lookout. Uh, we got a lot of business ventures coming up. Uh, we definitely be on the lookout for Jay McCullough. Life after, you definitely got to get on the Instagram, and I'll be shooting that on my Instagram. Uh, also, in the Facebook group chat. Uh, as well um, Also on YouTube I'm definitely Going to be uh, Repping it You know what I'm saying From a brother to brother yes, We sir. definitely want to See progression And we definitely Want to see an Economic growth Within our culture and system Alright y'all Alright So until next time man. On one on one With Jay McCullough Let's yap about it Yes sir